Entrepreneur on Fire 486. What are you waiting for? Tickets to a rocket ship? Well, here you go and hang on tight as John Lee Dumas is about to take you on a wild ride. Ignite. Mobile growth is exploding, along with a huge profit potential in selling mobile apps. If you're interested in creating mobile apps for businesses, visit businessapps.com. That's B-I-Z-N-E-S-S apps.com and create your free account today. Selection, speed, and creativity are just a few of the benefits of having several designers work on your design project instead of just one. Start your next graphic design project at 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services for free. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Carl Heaton. Carl, are you prepared to ignite? I'm definitely prepared to excite. In fact, I'm hot to trot, John. I was hoping you were going to say hot to trot. (laughs) (laughs) Carl is the founder of Web Courses International, UN consultant and university lecturer. He is well known for his passionate talks and has taught thousands of people the joy of the web and how to take their business ideas and make them a success online. I've given our listeners just a little overview, Carl. So take a minute. Tell us about you personally. We want to get to know you. Then give us an overview of your business. Well, I'm currently living in the crazy city of Bangkok. Um, I've been living here about seven years uh, since meeting uh, my fiance in London. And um, I set up Web Courses uh, Bangkok in, uh, well, about five years ago. Um, and it's become one of the most popular and well-known English training centers for web and graphic design in Thailand. Um, about two years ago, we opened up our agency side, and now we're building websites for people like the UN and um, uh, Best Western Hotels and a lot of big names as well. So it's been going really, really well. Wow. So, Carl, you've obviously gotten really hot to trot at the start here, and you're <laughs> pushing yeah. into 2014 with a vengeance. We're going to dive way into everything you have cooking for us in just a little bit. But before we do, we always start Entrepreneur on Fire Off with a success quote to get that motivational ball rolling. So take it away. Well, this one I've been living uh, with since I was 13, and it's Dare to be Different, John. That's the one I've been living with for a long time. So, Carl, share with Fire Nation how at one point or currently you've dared to be different. I've always been into writing and always been into sort of creativity and I wanted to find a way of, of bringing those two things together. Um, and that's kind of what happened when I started going away from science, which I was studying at uh, school and I went into university and I started studying computing. And when I was 13 and I got my first computer, I fell in love um, and I've been a geek ever since basically. Not really a bad thing to call yourself a geek these days, believe me. Yeah, it's supposed to be the new cool. (laughs) (laughs) And Carl, let's now turn the focus to you. At Entrepreneur on Fire, we spotlight our guests and we spotlight your journey. Not just what you have going on right now, but your past failures, your aha moments and your successes. Because number one, that's how we learn from your mistakes, from your successes. And number two, that's how we build an intimate connection with you, our guest. Sure. The first struggling points I had is that I'd started university at the, the probably the worst time 
for um, the computing industry because when I when I started, it was the the, the start of the the bubble bursting for the dot com boom. Um, so as I was going around and saying, "Oh yeah, I've got a job for life. I'm definitely going to have a fantastic job as soon as I finish university," um, I was completely and utterly wrong. So as soon as I finished university, unfortunately, I was left with nothing. Um, I had a nice piece of paper um, and a very, very good score, but unfortunately, zero experience. Um, I was actually doing little bits of web design during university, but unfortunately, that doesn't really look so good on a CV. So I ended up working um, for Sky TV in their um, <laughs> in their like, department that people call when they've got problems with their Sky TV. Oh, fine. Um, do you have Sky TV in the US? Or We don't. No, it's a shame. Well, if you did call me, you'd uh, probably hear something like, thank you for calling Sky. you through to Carl. How can I help you? And I will probably remember that until the day I die. <laughs> and then the answer would be, I hate my television service. <laughs> I want all my money back right now. Yeah, I, I mean, I worked so hard on that job, and I was still trying to find a job as a web designer and graphic designer. Um, but there just wasn't anything out there for someone with no no experience. So I basically had to keep sort of boiling away at home when I wasn't at work and just doing small sites. Um, and that's something that you have to be prepared to do when you're starting out. You really have to sort of lower your expectations and just start at the very bottom uh, and work your way up. Because I was expecting to get a career-making amazing job as soon as I finished university, but it just didn't happen. So what were some of the little tips and tricks that you picked up by having to go about it that route, Carl? The tips and tricks would have to be always be ready to sell yourself in a sort of natural way. Um, If you kind of go, hi, I'm Carl, I'm a web designer, would you like to give me a job? That's not going to work. But if if you are sort of actively looking for opportunities all the time, and I mean all the time, every person you meet, you'll be surprised at what can pop up. And so, I mean, I met someone, um, I think it was in a restaurant or, or a bar or something like that. I mentioned I was what I do, and they said, oh, I need a website. I did a website, and then it ended up being the brother of someone that then offered me a job as a, as a junior designer. So um, opportunity comes in many different places, many different ways. So you have to always keep your mind and, and sort of heart open for those opportunities. So, Carl, let's really boil it down to Fire Nation because you share with us a lot of difficulties and obstacles that you face. I mean, you got out of university at a very difficult time. It was actually the exact same time that I graduated from college myself. Fortunately for me, I was commissioned as an officer in the U.S. Army, and that was my plan from the beginning. So that didn't change. So I didn't really go through that pain and that agony that so many of my classmates went through and that you went through Mm -hmm. as well. So really boil it down for us. Really share with Fire Nation one lesson you learned from that experience and how the listeners, the entrepreneurs, the entrepreneurs, and the small business owners that are hearing your voice today can take away from it. I think everybody who's searching for something to be an entrepreneur um, about is it's not necessarily the right way. For me, I became an entrepreneur because I loved what I did. I absolutely loved building websites. It was just something that really came to me. So if you're looking for something and going around going, right, how can I make money? I've, I've, I'm in X, Y, and Z position, and I want to be an entrepreneur. I'm a entrepreneur. That's not necessarily the way to do it. You have to sort of 
kind of float into it because if you have too many expectations and you don't meet them, you might miss an opportunity that you could have seen just by being a bit more relaxed. Um, so it's kind of, it's interesting. I've just started doing Tai Chi and um, the, the sensei with the sensei, the teacher is saying how being relaxed can actually make you super fast. And I think that's what's very important. I'm now taking into being an entrepreneur is, is being a bit more relaxed allows you to be more aware of opportunities because entrepreneurship is for me is a lot about looking and finding the the, the opportunities that come floating by. Um, if you try and make them and force them, they tend to fizzle out a little bit because it just doesn't work. The energy is not flowing. So if you let yourself sort of relax and see the world as it is, you'll find these opportunities in different places and little nooks and crannies. I can totally resonate with that, Carl. And I think it's really important for the listeners today to realize being completely wound up and having that pedal to the metal 100% of the time, having the stress and anxiety that goes along with that is not going to be good for anybody. It's not going to be good for you, for anybody you're working with. It's not going to be good for your business. One of the best things, Carl, that I found that I can do for my business is the very first thing in the morning, I wake up and before I do anything else, I go outside for a nice walk in the fresh air, a nice power walk, and I just let kind of my mind settle, and I let things come to me, and I take in the nature and the fresh air, get my blood flowing a little bit, and I oftentimes oftentimes find that those are when my aha moments happen. It's not when I'm pounding away at the keyboard answering emails or I'm trying to think of that next great product. It's when I'm just relaxed, and that's why we always have these great aha moments in the shower because you know we're just there, we're enjoying the warm water cascading over our bodies, and boom, out of nowhere, this idea comes because we're not all keyed up on what we're yeah. focused on right now. It's it's a form of it's I mean it's a form of meditation. I don't know if any of your readers have seen a really good film called Layer Cake. Um but there's a there's a part in that film where he's taken apart um a gum with his eyes closed basically. And he says, yeah, because meditation is is occupying the front of the mind with a menial task to allow the back of the mind to to relax and to find things and and that's that's true with everything. If you really are trying to force things, you won't see it. Um, one, one other thing I would like to raise as well is um, something that I've learned from doing especially business here in Thailand and, and being an entrepreneur is don't look for yourself in your staff. So when you are ready to, to expand and, and become more than one person and you need staff, don't look for yourself in them. You'll never find that because as an entrepreneur, as you know, John, you'll be really excited. You're full of energy about what you're doing, but you can't expect your staff to be like that as well. I mean, you can hopefully find that, but you probably won't. And that was something that really helped me overcome a lot of obstacles and find the right staff for the right job. Awesome. And, you know, we had a great episode. It was number 400 with Sally Hogshead. And she brought up a great point, Carl, where you shouldn't even be specifically trying to find your exact self when you're hiring somebody because you should be finding who's going to compliment yourself as an entrepreneur. And she has this great test. It's called the Fascinate Test. And it shows you exactly who you are and your traits as an entrepreneur. And what I love about it is it shows exactly the alternative and the kind of people you should be bringing onto your team to make you more well-rounded. 
So, Carl, what I want to do now is go to the other end of the spectrum. You share with us a failure and an obstacle that you had to overcome and, of course, how you overcame it. But you're a passionate guy, just like myself. You have a lot of energy. You're always thinking. So you have these light bulbs that are going off. You have these ideas and these aha moments. Share with us one of those stories. Really take us down to the ground level and take us through the steps that you took to turn that idea into success. I was thinking about this when you sent me the the outline and I found a a perfect one that really made me appreciate who I am and and the experience I have. So I've been, I've been a web designer for about 17 years. Um, and through that time I've learned a lot of, a lot of tricks and tips and, and just a lot of experience. And I remember when I first started consulting for the UN here in Bangkok, because the, the center of the hub for, for Asia, for the United Nations is here in Bangkok. And, I remember one of my students, he's actually quite a high level um, at the United Nations. I didn't know this at the time. And he came to our school and um, he did a, I think it was like graphic design or something like that. And I remember talking to him and we were talking about many different things. And I said how I've just started consulting. And I was talking about the price um, that, you know, I should charge. And for me, it seemed a lot of money per hour. I mean, it's it's you know, you're paid quite well if you're at the consulting level. Um, and I remember saying to him, I said, I don't really feel like it's worth it. And if I'm doing one hour's work, um, I feel like the price I'm asking is quite a lot. And he said, well, don't be silly because it's not that hour that they're paying for. They're paying for the 17 years behind it. Mm-hmm. And that was a huge aha moment for me. So when you are an entrepreneur and you do have experience, or even if you don't, you've just got um, theoretical or even um, a graduate degree or whatever, remember that when you are charging yourself out is be confident to say that this, I, this is how much I'm worth. This is um, all this experience, all the, the problems I've had in the past have cultivated who I am now, and that's what you're paying for. And that's why I can charge X, Y, and Z for my time. So I think that's a phenomenal point, Carl. You're not just charging for that hour, but it's the 17 years of experience. And I actually want to add something onto that because I've had amazing experiences with mentors and how I've looked at it as well is I'm not only paying for all of their years of experience, but I'm also paying for all of the time and energy and effort that I won't be spending going down the wrong path or learning the wrong things. And that's what the mentors do. And that's what you as a teacher and as an instructor do. And that's what I want Fire Nation to realize is that, listen, when you are actually investing in yourself and you're investing in a program, a product, a service, or a person, it's not the actual dollar amount of what it costs to actually make that or the time of that one individual's hour. It's all of those years of experience that you're gaining from that and all of that time and wasted effort and energy that you're not going to have to spend on that. So those are two great factors, Carl, that you mm-hmm. bring up. And I love that because so many entrepreneurs struggle when it comes to charging what the real value is. And that's such a great point. So boil it down for us, Carl. One clear takeaway that you want Fire Nation to walk away from, from this experience? Just to be confident in what you're worth. If I was to boil it down for anything, you have to be confident in what you're worth. Um, For example, my fiance is an an acting coach and she's got a a wonderful master degree in actor coaching training from London. And she came over to Thailand and she didn't really feel confident in how much she was worth. And I said to her, look, just charge this much. Be confident when you say it. So if you are an entrepreneur and you're talking to business owners, business owners will respect that you say, I'm worth this 
amount per hour. Um, and when they start for you, start asking you to um, say why, then you can talk about all your experiences and why, and that's that's fine. But you have to be confident in that inset. So know what you're worth and be confident when you're saying it. Carl, what's your proudest entrepreneurial moment? Ooh, I know it exactly. I remember when I was, um, it must have been about two or three years into having the school. And we had a, like, we were on the 18th floor of this, of this office building and we had a whole floor. Um, and the whole side of it was uh, windows looking out onto the crazy bustling city of Bangkok. And I was basically, what I did is I'd walk to the back of the, the office and I looked out to see the school looked out to see what I'd created, bearing in mind that this was created from a little leather book um, on the BTS, which is like the underground book uh, on the sky. <laughs> Lord Fi Fi, it, the tire version is, is kind of like a train in the sky. And I remember writing down my ideas on this little book and then going from that into a little piece of paper on my dining table with two friends teaching them web design. And then suddenly I was at this point where I'm looking out onto my office and I can see the secretary taking a booking from this family who just come over just for our course. On the left-hand side, I've got um, two or three interns busying away, really happy with what they're doing. Um, I've got a photography teacher teaching some um, people how to do um, portrait photography, someone teaching graphic design and someone teaching web design. So I was just looking out into the hustle and bustle and thinking about that little leather book that it started from. And that was an amazing feeling, especially with all the light coming in and the view of the city. Just, it was an amazing feeling. Fire Nation, listen to the passion in Carl's voice. <laughs> listen to what one idea can blossom into when you drive at it with passion, with tenacity, with confidence, and with due diligence. And all of these things is what Carl did when he was driving towards his dream and I just want everybody that's listening to walk away with one theme that it's possible and it is possible to have that vision, to have that goal. And for me, Carl, I had an aha moment while I was sitting in traffic one day and now Entrepreneur on Fire is what it is. You had your moment while you were sitting on that SkyTube one day and now you've created what you've created. So to sure. the listeners, it is possible and this is what passion and dedication can do for you. And Carl... What I want to do now is bring things to present time because you have a lot of exciting things going on. Share with <laughs> yeah. Fire Nation one or two things that you're just really lighting your fire today. A big thing for us uh, last year, John, was that we became um, an accredited school. So um, the, gov the Thai government has accredited us. And this year we're hoping to, to really bring out um, the ability to give out education visas. So what that means is that people can come over to Thailand, they can get a visa for up to a year and study with us to become really career web and graphic or even digital marketers. So that's a really, really big thing for us. At the moment, we're doing short courses, um, you know, four to six weeks um, or four to six sessions anyway. Um, but this time we'll be able to really spend a lot of time with people because we can give them a visa to allow them to stay in the country. And that's a huge, huge, huge. thing uh, that's never been done. It's never been done in Thailand. Uh, we'll be the first, because normally people come here to learn Thai. Um, and you get those people who only come to learn Thai to get the visa so they can stay here. Whereas this time we can actually give people careers. Um, and we're super excited about that. 
Wow. That is something that's super exciting for all the reasons you said and more. I mean, now somebody like myself can just say, you know what? I want to go to Thailand. I don't really want to learn how to speak Thai because that's not going to be applicable when I go back to San Diego. But learning web design would be amazing. And getting the visa for that is such a game changer. So, Carl, share with Fire Nation, what's your vision for the future? I'd really love to have um, a web courses um, in all of the ASEAN countries. So ASEAN's coming next year, which we're very, very super excited about. And the idea is I would like to have branches uh, throughout the ASEAN um, and hopefully Europe later as well in the US. Uh, but I'm just concentrating on ASEAN for now. So me and the team are working very, very hard on creating um, processes, business processes, which I highly recommend all your listeners to do is to spend time going over and writing down your business processes so it's not just in your head. Because that was probably one of the biggest mistakes I made, John, was where we are now is all the course material is in my head, which is a very dangerous place to be. Right. Because if I'm ill or if I'm doing something else, then the, the business grinds to a halt. So I think it is very important for the uh, Entrepreneur on Fire listeners to, to write down um, what their business is and the processes and things. And so that will allow us to to spread out and have branches. And that will be awesome. <laughs> Love it, Carl. And before we dive into the lightning rounds, let's thank our partners. I don't know about you, but I'm a huge fan of mobile apps. When I go out for my morning walks, I love taking my phone with me so I can utilize my Stitcher app and my podcast app from iTunes. Plus, all throughout the day, I'm using tons of other apps like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Heck, I even use my favorite retailer's apps to keep up to speed on special deals. Having these apps at my fingertips let me know that these brands care about me as a consumer and they want to make my life easier. As I'm sure you're well aware, mobile growth is exploding, along with a huge profit potential in being a provider of mobile apps for your customers. So if you work with businesses who might be interested in a mobile app for their business, no matter how big or small, I've got an exciting company for you to check out that can help you make it happen. Business Apps. Visit businessapps.com. That's B-I-Z-N-E-S-S apps.com today. There are a ton of important things that go into launching your own business. And guess what? Being an entrepreneur means that you're in charge of all of them. Having this responsibility means there are several areas where you can easily get caught up in the minute details that really shouldn't be holding you back from launching. Design projects are just one example. I'm not saying your logo or website design aren't important. They definitely are. But these are the types of projects many entrepreneurs use as excuses for delaying their launch. You can upgrade, tweak, or revise your design at any time. Believe me, I revised Entrepreneur on Fire's logo six times since my launch. Translation, stop using design as your excuse for not launching. There's never going to be a better time to start than right now. The best part is it only takes a week at 99designs. All you have to do is visit 99designs.com slash fire and you'll get a $99 power pack of services for free. And this is a perfect segue to what my favorite part of the interview is, and that's the lightning round. This is where I get to ask you a series of questions, and you come back at us, Fire Nation style, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Okay, that sounds good. I'm ready. <laughs> what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? 
it was initially money, but for us living in Thailand, it was money and a work permit. So for, for me to live here um, legally, I need to have a work permit. So I needed to have a company that could support that. So for me, what I had to do was build the company um, in like an embryotic sort of stage while I had um, another job. So I could quickly go from, right, I'm now going from this job to another job that can give me a work permit. So that was really holding me back. I had to be at a point where the business could support a work permit, and that needed a certain amount of income, and it also needed four Thai staff. So that really held me back for a while. What is the best advice you've ever received? I think it was again back to, to my good old friend James Shepherd Barron, who said, you know, know what you're worth and remember that they're, um, uh, they're, you're paying for the experience. And the other thing was um, from my mentor, uh, Linda, and hopefully she'll listen to this. Uh, and she said, again, don't look for yourself in your staff. Uh, look for people who compliment you. Love that. Can you share one of your personal habits, Carl, that you believe contributes to your success? Being constantly and loving new stuff uh, to do with what you do and your sector. Um, people who don't change and learn die, basically. And that's something that with I really, really feel proud about is when someone walks through our door, everything that I'm telling them, everything that we, we teach them is right up to date. And that's one of the reasons that we are, in my opinion, quite more effective than, say, universities, because they have this process uh, of creating course material and all this um, academic processes behind it, whereas we can change instantly. So when things come out, when different things come out, we can put that into our courses. And so the biggest piece of advice is keep learning. Keep, keep learning. Keep listening to Entrepreneur on Fire because that will teach you a lot. <laughs> well, thank you for that, Carl. And you're so right about the universities. Unfortunately, it's a system that needs to be updated. By the time this stuff finally hits the students' ears, it's already yesterday's news. And true. this may be kind of harsh, Carl, but it's so true this day and age. Evolve or die. Yes, but the day and age that we're in makes it easier to evolve because there's so, so many easy. ways to, to get the information. Google.com, baby. Oh, yeah. Carl, <laughs> do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're in love with you can share with our listeners? Oh, for me, it has to be Teamwork PM. Um, there was something that we – I spent ages looking, John, for, for good project management software, um, something that would be easy to co connect to things like um, FreshBooks. So I think it's actually a combination between Teamwork PM and FreshBooks, which does invoicing and, and account management. The FreshBooks has been awesome because it gives you um, an Excel spreadsheet that you can then send to your uh, accountant at the end of the month. Um, but it also it's a very friendly way – to, to manage your um, accounts. And a nice little thing about it is as well is when you send an invoice, you can see if it's been seen. Ooh. So if you've got uh, people owing you money and they say, oh, well, we didn't receive the invoice, you can go, liar, liar, pants on fire. We know that you opened it. <laughs> um, and you were sitting at this desk having a Starbucks with a cafe latte. Oh, <laughs> I love it. Into paying. <laughs> well, I love all those recommendations. FreshBooks is an amazing sponsor of Entrepreneur on Fire. So we obviously love them. And Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and everything that we've been chatting about in today's episode by going to eofire.com slash Carl Heaton. Carl, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? It would be Mastery by George Leonard. Um, something that um, 
I did was when I was um, living in Brighton, which is just before I came out to Thailand, I'd actually planned to give up my career and become an Aikido instructor. So a martial arts instructor. And then I met my now fiance and we changed that and came to Thailand. And just before I left, one of my friends gave me Mastery by George Leonard. And it just tells a story about how today's nation is all about quick fixes. You know, you've got things like, um, unfortunately, drugs, but also things like um, the lottery. All of these things take away the art of mastery. And the art of mastery is a wonderful, wonderful thing. If you start to learn um, to be a master, to enjoy learning the processes and the learning and the, the downsides and the boring parts, you be, can become a master. And it's an amazing book, and I highly recommend it. Love that. Well, Fire Nation, I know that you love audio. So if you haven't already, you can get the audio version of an amazing book just like this at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Carl, this next question is the last of the lightning rounds, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do <laughs> in the next seven days? I remember when I first read this question, I thought, well, can $500, uh, $500 uh, buy a friend? Because if I don't know anyone, I'll be a bit lonely. <laughs> no, but the, the, the idea I came up with is I'd probably start a blog um, about having $500 in a brand new world. Then I would take that blog and make it into a series of ebooks. And those ebooks would only be given out when people give me their email. I would write a survival book called Identical Earth, The Complete Survival Guide, and use emails to ask for readers and reviews. I'd turn the book into a series of survival videos and sell it on something like udemy.com. I'd rinse and repeat in other languages and then sit back on the island and think of creative ways to eat coconuts. Wow, Carl. I love that <laughs> for so many reasons. That's reminiscent of way back in December of 2012, I had Gary Vaynerchuk on the show, and he said, sure. wait, what? I'm on an identical world? I'm just going to make a video saying, what the heck am I doing in this identical world? That would go viral, and then I'd be the man all over again. So you are the much toned down and intelligent version of that. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For sharing that process with us. And Carl, just thank you for sharing your journey because I know I found it inspiring. I know My Fire pleasure. Nation has taken a ton of golden gems from it. So let's end by you giving us one parting piece of guidance, sharing the best way that we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. Look at what you love doing. Is there something that inspires you? Is there something that you would feed you energy? So the thing that I would always say is that whenever you're going to go into entrepreneurship, whatever you're doing nine to five, or probably actually when you're an entrepreneur, it's nine to nine, is what you're doing from day to day has to give you energy back. So for me, teaching and seeing people kind of go, oh, right, or being able to create a website or, I mean, things like we've helped people create a website for um, orphan children in Cambodia, and they'll get all the children together, paint a little picture of our logo, sent it to us and said, thank you. Things like that really give you energy back because being an entrepreneur, as you know, John, takes a lot of energy. So what you're doing day to day needs to give that back. Um, so that's my advice. 
Carl, I just want to add a point to that real quick, because for me, I could not agree more. When I'm talking with people about Entrepreneur on Fire and they're saying, John, how do you possibly do a daily podcast? And I actually say, well, listen, I actually do eight interviews on Mondays and they go, oh my God, that is so insane. How could you ever do that? I would be exhausted. I'm like, well, that's actually a really good point that you probably should not do a daily podcast because for me- Mondays are my favorite days. I get to talk to eight people like Carl. They give me so much energy and I look forward to Mondays in these conversations that I'm having with you. My worst day is Tuesday because I know there's six more days till I get to talk to another eight inspiring and successful entrepreneurs. (laughs) So Carl, share with us the best way that we can find you. Well, we we have two ways. Uh, One is webcoursesbangkok.com, which is our school. And our web design agency is webcoursesagency.com. I'm on Facebook and I'm on Twitter. Um, Now, Twitter, interestingly enough, is not a big thing in in Thailand. So probably just searching for Web Courses Bangkok on Facebook and you'll find me. And I'd love to hear from uh, from your readers. Wonderful. Well, Carl, Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything of value that we've mentioned in today's episode by going to eofire.com. Click on that podcast tab because your interview is hanging out in the archives or just enter Carl in the search bar and his show notes page will pop right up. And Carl, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Take care now. Bye-bye. Fire Nation, are you ready to take action but not sure where to start? That can definitely be frustrating. That's why we created the Fire Pass series, an in-depth weekly email delivered straight to your inbox. In the Fire Pass series, we walk through every detail of starting your business. This is a journey where your passion and our guidance unite. If you're ready for the Fire Path, visit thefirepath.com to sign up today. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 